Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Jamie Carlaccio. So Jamie is a master certified professional life coach, a writer and a writing consultant. Jamie left Academy in 2018 to pursue her spiritual calling. She attended Yale Divinity school graduating in 2021 with a master of divinity degree there she specialized in pastoral care liberation theologies and educational leadership ministry since may of this year she has focused her attention on coaching women who struggle with trauma informed self-sabotaging behavior i help women become empowered to make healthy life work lifestyle and relationship choices and move from ug to yes in their lives welcome jamie how are you today i'm well thank you and thank you for having me on this is great terry you're welcome i'm happy to have you so your journey began as a writer and a university educator but now you're a certified life coach so tell us your story how did that happen how did you make that transition tell us a little bit about that Okay, so I've always been a natural writer, and I think a natural teacher. So it made sense for me to go through college, I majored in English, I have a PhD in rhetoric and composition. Mm. I taught writing and literature since 1993. And I started off thinking I was going to be a journalist and a famous journalist, of course. Of course. And when, <laughs> when that didn't pan out, I said, okay, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to follow the calling because there was a calling to teach. And as soon as I agreed with spirit, yes, this is what you want me to do. Everything fell into place. All the dominoes just fell. And so I became a professor. I taught in California for three years. Then I went and did a PhD in Wisconsin and I taught at that place. And then I just kind of moved around to different universities. I was at Ball State University, Cornell University, Borough of Manhattan Community College and Yale, where I taught in their writing program. Mm -hmm. And I increasingly became kind of dissatisfied. I think part of it was I was tired of grading papers, to be <laughs> honest. It's, it's a lot of that work. That is tough. That is yeah, tough. You're grading, you know, hundreds of pages of papers. Oh. And in the meantime, though, I had been helping women. I had been visiting women in jails and prisons and mentoring them, people who um, had issues with addiction, whether it was alcohol or drugs, and they had landed themselves in a carceral institution. Mm. So the other part of me, I've been in recovery for 20 and a half years, and so I'm in a 12-step program. So one of the things that we do in this program is you know, we get sober and then our job is to give it away to somebody else who wants it and says they need it. You know, we don't go out and say, hey, you need this, but if people want it, right, acted to it. So I worked with women. So the other part of me is always like, I want to help women. I want to lift them up. 
especially when life has really gotten them down. So that was also going on in the background. And I became a chaplain. I did an internship at a hospital, and then I did an internship at a university. And then I did a residency, a chaplaincy residency at a trauma hospital in Southern Connecticut. Hmm. And then I didn't find a job. Like, <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> well, you know, part of it was supposed to. You weren't right. supposed to. There was a different path for you and you just didn't find it yet. So yeah. there you go. Right. So I asked spirit. I'm like, okay, God, you brought me all the way here for what? <laughs> you know, I, you know, I left teaching. I dropped everything. Right. You know, did divinity school and I didn't get ordained. I thought it was going to be ordained in the Episcopal church and that didn't happen. And, and I heard God saying, you're, you're going to help women and you're going to take everything I've done, everything I've taught you, everything that you've learned in life, plus any education, mm. and you're going to put all that in a basket and you're going to give it away to women. Isn't that amazing? I just love that. See, when you listen to God, he will, he will point you in the right direction. He really will. So yeah. you found that your superpower is coaching, right? Because even as a teacher, you were kind of a coach, helping people yeah. write better. So same thing. So you jumped in and started a coaching business later in life. Did, that, how, uh, did you find that process difficult or how, how was that? It was extremely difficult and it still is. I'm still really new at it. Mm -hmm. You know, the coaching part, the, the idea that I'm a coach is natural, mm -hmm. but think of it as I am the business, I'm the coach and that's the business. Right. That's very foreign to me. I've never thought of myself as a business. I never thought of how I might market myself. I never thought about having different systems in place like client relationship management system right. or having professional presence on social media, meeting people like you. So all of that was brand new to me. So there's a steep learning curve and it takes time. It does. It does. But you know what? I'm so happy that more and more boomers like you are willing to do it because like you said, you have all that experience that you're bringing to the table and every bit of it adds something that's very valuable to your coaching. So now as we're older, we just know so much more about life and now you can share and help other people, which is just wonderful. I just love that. Yeah, that's why I call it empowered life coaching. Mm hmm. Because women, especially our age, you know, we're stuck, you know, oh, I've been married and you know, I don't really like my marriage or I'm in this career, but I can't leave my career now. No one will hire me. Right. And, you know, we, we may choose things. I offer trauma-informed life coaching because oftentimes if we've experienced trauma, our, our bodies sort of learn to behave in a certain way. Our minds, you know, we have to, we yes. have to survive. So we, we develop these survival characteristics, but they don't serve us later in life, but we're still making decisions and choosing people or choosing jobs, or, you know, we turn to alcohol or drugs as a way to kind of get out of the pain. Yes. And, but since I've been through all those paths, I can say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to help other women. I feel like I've been on a bed of hot coals. <laughs> and the only way to get across the coals is to keep walking. That's so true. Oh my gosh. I actually did walk across a bed of hot coals at um, 
Oh, uh, um, a convention I went to, and it's a big name, and I can't think of it right now. But the, oh. he had us walking across a bed of coals. So I did do that. But if you walk quickly, it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't burn your feet. I was fine. So, but it it does empower you because you go, well, now I did that. I know I can do anything. So Tony Robbins, I don't know how his name slipped out, but I okay. went to it and he has all, I mean, there were thousands of people at this convention in this big, huge arena. And he had us all lined up. He had all these people helping and you just ran across one after the other, after the other. And it really is empowering because you feel if you can do that, yeah. you can do it. And you've done it through your life, gone through all of that. So now, you know, anything's possible. And I want to help other women know that that because they don't know that they haven't been through what you've been through. So it really is important. And I feel that that's our job as boomers to help the next generation come up and help other people. We we don't need to earn that big paycheck anymore because we don't have kids at home. We might have our house paid off. So we don't need that. Now we can play around with things that we just love to do and help other people. And there's so many boomers doing that today. So many. So I think that's great. One of the things you help women with is getting in touch with their higher self. Did attending Yale Divinity School and graduating with a master of divinity degree help you develop a process for that? Yeah, it did. So I'm a daily meditator and I've been meditating since 2003 when I hit a kind of a crisis point in my life and somebody introduced me to the work of Eckhart Tolle and his book, The Power of Now. And so meditating changed my life. Mm. Meditating was the thing that centers and grounds me. I don't get up and start my day until I meditate and pray. And so I'm always grounded in that so there's always been a part of spirituality, but when I went to divinity school, I took a deeper dive into my spirituality. And I discovered that even if people don't go to church or they don't consider themselves religious, there's something out there that they want. They know that there's some kind of a connection. And sometimes I think the connection's been severed by all of the trauma in our society. Yes. And so people are looking to get that back. And so I help people discover it. It's actually inside. But we often, you know, we often don't know the thing that's right in front of us. So I help them discover that. That's great so because I- it is so true. And 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 all of society is so filled with trauma now. There's just so much going on. And people have pulled away from the churches because they weren't frankly getting what they needed. But right. you can still be spiritual. And meditating is such a fabulous practice. And more and more of us Easterners are Westerners are doing it. It came from the East years ago, but it's right. been slow. But now more and more people are meditating. And they're actually in some schools, they're teaching children to meditate. A especially the ones that just get out of control and their feelings are all, and they don't, if they meditate, they can calm themselves down. So I think it should be taught in all the schools, frankly, I really do. So that's great that you're teaching women to reach down and find that part of themselves and their higher self and connect with it again, because we need that connection. That's why so many, there's so many suicides because people have lost that connection. They don't know what to do. They're in pain and they don't know how to get out. So They just commit suicide. And it's a sad, horrible thing that's happening in our society, but it's there. So I love the fact that you're trying to help women reconnect and Mm -hmm. and then grow as women from that. And then they'll be able to help other people. So it's just, it's an ongoing thing. So 
by having your empowered um, coaching, you're helping women and they're going to go on to help other women. So it's just uh, a great circle of life, I think. Yeah. So I want to pull together a couple of things you said and create full circle. You went, we talked about the bed of hot coals Mm -hmm. and how Tony Robbins, you know, taught you go across these coals and your feet won't get singed. Right. And what, what was in that was that he helped you. He showed you, you could do it. And so somebody showed me I could do it. So I had help. I didn't do this by myself. And so I want to give that back. So there's the helping notion and that we have each other. And then there's this idea of uh, what I call pebble ethics. (laughs) So one person can make a difference and that pebble is in the water, but the pebbles still create ripples. So you don't have to change the world. You don't have to get like world peace tomorrow. We're not going to stop global warming tomorrow. But if we each do a small part to make this world better, my philosophy is if we can take our little square foot of the earth that we occupy and drench it in compassion and empathy and make any kind of change we want. Absolutely. It's so true. And, you know, we all go through stages when you're young, you know, you're only thinking about yourself and, and that's fine because that's needed at that point in your life. But now that I'm at this point in my life, same thing, I want to help other people. I want to use my experiences to, to help make it a little bit easier for the next person coming up and especially women, because we haven't always had people helping us and coaching us in the way we've needed. So I think it's wonderful that there's so many coaches out there like you because it's very, very needed at this time in our life. So you offer a complimentary 30-minute consultation on your website. Why do you offer that? And is it available to my podcast audience? It is totally available to anyone. And the reason is not everyone knows exactly what coaching means, even though we've been talking about it here. Mm -hmm. And it's not therapy. It's really important to know that there's a difference between therapy, which is often a, a person, you know, has either a licensed degree in social work or master of social work or psychology, but they look at your past and they try to help you deal with it. Coaches deal with the present. We deal with what's going on right now. And then where do you want to go from here? And so 30 minutes is a way for me to say, here's what I offer. Here's what I do. Here's how people have gotten results. And then see if there's a match. So I don't expect you to pay me until we decide that we really want to work together and then we develop a relationship. That is so important because, again, it's just like when you're looking for a therapist, it has to be a good match. And and you from people I've talked to, they've gone through lots of therapists until they found the one that really clicks with them. And coaching is the same thing. You need to find that person that you connect heart to heart, and then you're going to get a lot more out of it. So I love the 30 minute free consultation because it gives both of you an idea of whether you feel you can help this person. And then they feel like I really know her better now and I trust her and I would love to be uh, in her coaching program. So it really is a good way to get that out there for people. I love it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And, so do you want to share your website so that they know where to go if they're interested in that? Yes. Yes. So HTTPS colon backslash backslash www.empoweredlifecoaching.me. That's empoweredlifecoaching, all one word, dot M-E. 
Oh, that's easy enough to remember. That's good. But in case you don't, you're not where you can write it down. All of that will be in the show notes and all of um, Jamie's other contact information will be there as well. So if you want to connect with her on LinkedIn or some of the other social media, it'll be on her website and you'll be able to do that. Yes. That's great. So um, is there anything else you want to share with us before we go today? Anything specifically maybe for boomers that you feel is important to say? Yes, absolutely. Do the thing that makes you happy. I have a favorite theologian, Frederick Buechner, who says that your greatest joy is where you meet the world's greatest need. So if your great joy is working with women or, you know, designing websites or, you know, selling widgets, it doesn't matter. If that's what brings you joy, you will be able to meet the greatest need. There's an intersection there. So if it doesn't bring you joy, you might want to ask yourself why you're still doing it. It's true. At our age, we don't need to do that anymore. And that's why I started my podcast. I started it two years ago at Mm -hmm. 70. And a lot of 70-year-olds are thinking, I can't start a podcast. I don't know how to do that. Well, I just went online and figured it out. I took courses and I learned what I needed to do. And I jumped in and I started. You just, you know, because I love talking. When I was younger, I really wanted to be an inspirational speaker. And it just with four kids and, you know, everything going on, I just wasn't able to pull that together. But now as a boomer, we shouldn't let anything stop us. And this is how I'm inspiring other boomers. You know, I don't have to be a speaker where I'm doing all of it. I'm featuring other wonderful boomers on my website. And I feel like that's so valuable. And I get to talk and inspire people as well. So you can do anything at any age. I interviewed a woman who actually became sober at 79. Oh, nice. 79. She goes, my my daughter, begged me from the time she was little to stop drinking. And I just didn't think I had a problem. But Mm -hmm. at 79, she realized I've got a problem and she fixed it. So now she really does say I'm leading a wonderful life and I'm so happy. Took her longer than you, but it's never too late. It's Mm -hmm. never too late. You're still here. You're still breathing. You've got to do it. Just start something. Try something. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll be surprised at the results when you're doing something that serves your higher self and you have very good motives, you know that they're pure. Things happen the way they're supposed to happen. Right. And when you love to do it, you'll continue to do it because it's not easy having an episode of my podcast ready every week. Some weeks I go, oh, my gosh, I've got to do that. And I, I love doing the podcast, but there's a lot of other work that goes along with it. But because I love talking to people and sharing, I'm going to keep doing it. So you'll get the consistency because no matter what business you're in, you have to be consistent. So the fact that I love what I'm doing makes it easier for me to do, even when you get through the hard times that the marketing is not easy. This is not easy. But over time, baby steps, it all builds. It's baby steps. You Mm -hmm. learn one new thing. You learn how to do a little bit of marketing here, a little bit here. And pretty soon you've got this fabulous coaching business and you're helping so many people. And, you know, my podcast is an international podcast. People, 26 countries all over the world are listening. I hope to grow that even bigger. But 
the United States is my biggest audience, but you know, it's, it's inspiring so many boomers. And when they hear from people like you, then they think, well, if she can do it, I can do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not anybody special. I'm just someone who said something is telling me I have to do this. And you are doing the same exact thing. And yes. you are helping so many people because you're amplifying people's voices. And yes. you're the perfect example of this. Yes. I talk to boomers that have written their first book as a boomer and they just love it and they keep doing it. So there, you know, if we're going to live to be 90 and we retire at 65 or even 70, are you going to sit on a couch the rest of those years? No. Now, do I want to work 40 or 50 or 60 hours? No. That's why this is so perfect. We can make our own hours. We can share and help and do, and, and we can still have a life, which is, we have the best of everything, which it's so much fun being a boomer. When you're younger, you're working, working, working. Life is difficult, but as boomers, we're having fun and we're laughing. So yes. And laughter is very important. It really does heal. So the more you laugh, the better. So we have more time to relax. We have more yes. time to meditate. We have more time to laugh. And all that comes together to make us and the world a better place. Right. And I just remembered, I just finished a book. So um, it's called Activism in the Name of God, um, Religion and Black Feminist Public Intellectuals from the 19th Century to the Present. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, it took a long time. It comes out in August from the University Press of Mississippi, but I just decided, oh, yeah, I forgot. I just did that, too. See? Yeah, you've done so much. So I'll put that in the show notes, too. So if someone wants to look that up, it's coming out in the future, right? Coming out in August. You can pre-order it now, but okay. it comes out print in August. Yeah, so maybe we have to do another podcast in August to talk about it. Yeah. See? There you go. Well, thank you so much. It's been wonderful having you as a guest on Kick-Ass Boomers. Thank you, Jamie, for spending time with us and sharing your inspiration and wisdom. I know my audience is going to love listening to this episode, and it's been great having you. It's been really nice. Thank you so much, Terry. It's been You're my welcome. Pleasure. Thank you. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old. This podcast is sponsored by Premier Podcast Productions. Let's face it, everybody loves to make podcasts and vodcasts, but nobody wants to edit them. At Premier Podcast Productions, we professionally edit and distribute podcasts and vodcasts for companies around the world. Contact us at premierpodcastpros at gmail.com.